Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. You are way too good to us, Lord. And we love you. We praise you. We ask that your will be done in this service. Let each and every person leave here a changed person, refreshed, excited, optimistic, ready to be about your service, ready to sit at your feet, Lord. Thank you that this church hungers and thirsts for more of you and less of themselves, Lord. Your will be done in every area. We love you and we praise you and thank you for your anointing in this service. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said... Amen. God is good. Amen. Go ahead and give him some praise. Give him some praise. So here we are, man, in this it's crazy, crazy time of the year. The brand new fresh start that we've all been waiting for. Everybody's been talking about this for months. Man, I can't wait to get out of this year. I can't wait to start this new year. Well, here we are. Now what are we going to do with it? You know, we don't, we don't really have a clue what's waiting for you right around the corner, okay? Um, but the Most High God knows what's coming, all right? Last year might be nothing compared to what we're going to face in this next year. I don't know, but I do know this, that God is in control, and he's a present help in times of trouble. Now, we don't know what's going to happen next year, but you know what? God's in control, like I said, and we need to be optimistic. I don't mean bury your head in the sand. I mean be excited because we belong to the Most High God. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've said it before, and we'll say it again, that, you know, it's, it's in that furnace of affliction where God makes us and molds us, man. And I have, I have enjoyed a deeper walk with him. That I am positive, I'm sure, that I wouldn't have enjoyed if I didn't have the crises that we all went through this year. You know, there's just something about it when you go through those hard times, man. When you, you're going to pray. You're going to pray like you've never prayed before when you're in a hopeless situation. Nobody likes hopeless situations. Raise your hands if you like a hopeless situation. Nobody likes a hopeless situation. But there's, there's just something wonderful about running into the arms of the Lord. And realizing that nothing is hopeless. Because we serve a God that does the impossible. And he makes a way where there is no way. Well, anyways, I want to talk briefly about us prioritizing in this new year. You know, there's a lot of things fighting for our attention, like always. You know, um, and I'm sure a lot of us have our New Year's resolutions. And I'm about to start mine from last year. I'm, I'm, I'm running a little behind, but I'm about to start the one uh, that I had set up for last year. No, no, you know, here, this needs to be our New Year's resolution. If, if you mind, if you give me the liberty, let me go ahead and pick out your New Year's resolution. Let's, let's, uh, let's put God first. Let's put God first in this new year. Amen? Luke 10 and verse 38. Now it happened 
as they went, this is Jesus and his disciples. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now we got to stop right there for a second, okay? Is Jesus welcoming your house this morning? Think about it. Is Jesus welcome in your house? Because we know he's welcome here. And we love to hang out with them here. But what I'm talking, see, when you let somebody into your home, that, that is like, that, that's your intimate place. That's your den. That's your bat cave, man. You know, this is, this is my place, you know. And uh, sometimes, you know, we can be fake about it. Sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in our homes, let's be honest. You know, my kids, bless their hearts, they've seen the best of dad, they've seen the worst of dad, they've seen me completely lose it, they've seen me uh, be vile and vulgar and, and rude and just losing, just, just going crazy, you know. But see, this year, more of God, less of me. Amen? Amen. Are y'all with me this morning? So, you know, sometimes as the man of the house, sometimes, sometimes it's hard or it's a little painful to try and... Uh, Teach the word of God in your own home or walk that line um, and encourage your family in the home because they know you better than anybody else. You know what I mean? But there's just something about saying, yeah, that was, that was daddy from last year, all right? But this is daddy now. I'm a work in progress just like you. We're all on that journey. More of God, less of me. Can I get a witness? Give him some praise. Give him, go ahead, give him some praise. And, you know, what I'm talking about is when you let somebody into your home, that is like, that's opening yourself up, man. You know, that makes you somewhat vulnerable. And so Martha was looking forward to this. Martha was like, yeah, 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 yeah. She was stoked about it, you know. And I want us to be excited about that, too. You ever been to somebody's house? I hope you haven't ever went through this. You ever went to somebody's house and you're good friends with them, you love them, each other loves everybody, you know. But you're there, and, all, and you feel like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't really feel welcome here right now. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel it when somebody is like, yeah, it's, uh, we kind of need you to Splitsville, dude. You know, we need to, you know you're kind of messing up things a little bit. You ever felt like that? I hope not, but I've certainly felt like that before. And, you know, sometimes it happens, man. But see... What about this? What about the old picture of Jesus knocking on the door? You know what I mean? And it's up to us to let him in. You know what I'm saying? And he always needs to feel welcome with us. What I'm saying is, in this new year, let, why don't we decide that we're going to have a Christ-centered life, that we're going to give him glory in our homes, that we're going to walk the walk in our homes? Can I get a witness? Martha was completely stoked and excited and welcomed the opportunity to have Jesus come into her home. And I'm not saying that we're not good Christian folk. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, like Fred Flintstone said, this is my, my house is my castle, or maybe it was that dude from the Honeymooners, I can't remember. But, you know, we tend to think, well, this is my place. And it is our place. But you have that place because God blessed you with that place. And he needs to have access to every single part of your world, everything. You know what I mean? The back room, all of it. Can I get a witness? Deuteronomy. Look at Deuteronomy 11 and verse 19. This is talking about the law of the Lord. This is talking about the word of God. Okay. If you look at Jesus Christ, he would get up early in the morning, man. 
He'd get up early, early. And I'm going to ask everybody to get up at 4.30. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Some of you are like, yeah, I already do that, dude. Um, no, but look, Jesus would get up before everybody else to spend that time with the Lord. Okay, and there's such a huge blessing if we can follow that example, you know, before we start our day. Right there in my home, breaking open the Word of God and spending time with Him. And if you have young ones or roommates or a mate, whatever's going on in your home, you know what I mean? Share the Word of God with one another. I'm not talking about, you know, um, being some religious nut, which I don't think any of us got to worry about that, right? Does that make sense? Not really. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, okay. What I'm trying to say, man, is I got, a, I got a good buddy. He's in heaven now, man. But this dude was on fire for God. In every single place I would take this guy, or when I was hanging out with him, all he wanted to do was talk about Jesus all the time. Everything would go back to Jesus. And people would say, I think that guy is too heavenly-minded to be too earthly good. Yeah, I don't think any of us have that problem to worry about, okay? And that's not a problem. That's what we're shooting for, more of God, less of me. Because this dude, my friend, you know what I mean? He had real problems like everybody else. He had health problems. He had all kinds of stuff going on. But you know what? You could not discourage that dude. He would not be stressed out because he spent so much time in the Word, okay, that, that he had that peace no matter what was going on. And he would constantly remind us while me and my buddies would be talking. He'd be like, hey, but God is in control. I was like, yeah, man, but you know what they're doing to the soil, right? You know what's going, you know what's going on, man, with the drinking water in Nevada. It's like, God is in control. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. God is in control. Can I get a witness? Deuteronomy 11 and 19. You shall teach them to your children. Let's give God complete access, man. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your home and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. That's talking about like a, a, a God-centered life, a Christ-centered life where, where everything goes through him. My decisions, my thoughts are going to go through that grid. Should I be thinking about this? Should I do this? Will this give God glory? We want God to have complete access. Amen? When I was a young fella, many moons ago, many, many years ago, um, my, my uncle was uh, Bennett C. Russell. He, he was the superintendent of schools for many, many years in Santa Rosa County. And uh, to me, he was, he was my Uncle Benny, my mom's uh, brother. And uh, I, I, don't, I had some sort of business. I don't know what in the world I was doing, but I was down at the, at the school board office place. And I was a teenager. I don't know what I was doing, but I had to be down there. And I was like, oh, my uncle's office is down here. So I walked to the secretary. I was like, hey, uh, can I see uh, Bennett C. Russell? And she's like, well, let me see if he's in, young man, or something. And I sit around there, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, man, this ain't even really worth it. I just wanted to say hi to my uncle. And uh, I don't know, it seemed like a long time. Then all of a sudden, the lady says, hey, come on back here. So I go back there. And, and here's Uncle Benny, who, who had, a, he had a lot going on, man. He was an important cat in this county, you know, and all over, really. And he was like, Paul, what are you doing waiting, man? You just come right on in. You don't have to go through all that rigmarole checks and balances. Me and you, we're blood. And I'm paraphrasing. You, you're, you're, you're my sister's boy. You come on in. But see, here's the thing, man. I had access that I wasn't taking advantage of, man. 
And see, we have access to the throne room of God, and we're not taking access of that like we should, man. You know, we have this wonderful opportunity through Jesus Christ to hang out with God and have fellowship with God all day, every day, anytime. The word of God says pray without ceasing. And we're going to keep ourselves out of trouble if we run to him. You know, if we run to him and hang out with him, you're going to save yourself of a lot of unnecessary painful consequences. So first and foremost, give him some praise. In, the, in this new year... Let's take advantage of that access. Let's welcome God into every area of our life, just like Martha did. Okay, um, verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary. This is kind of a cool thing, man, to see this kind of confrontation, this uh, sibling rivalry thing between the two sisters here. It's really, really cool. And she had a, some things never change, right, siblings? Now, me and my siblings have always been really, 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 really close and tight. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. How often? Okay, so when we sit at somebody's feet, it's saying, I, I'm, I am a disciple, okay? I, I'm here to soak this up. I want, I, I am part of something, okay? And there's something here that I really don't have the time to go into, but guess what? We're kind of here, so um, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. She noticed this, I'm not going to do it. All right, I'll do it, okay. You know, the cool thing here is we have a female sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, okay? Now, that's something for us to overlook completely, but see, in that culture, rabbis, most of the time, would not waste their time trying to instruct a female. That's just how it was in that culture. But once again, here's Jesus blowing all that, all that stupid stuff out of the water. You know what I mean? He welcomes everybody. In Christ, there's no slave, nor free, no Jew, nor Greek, no male, nor female. See what a wonderful thing it is? Aren't you glad that Jesus handpicked you to be part of this family? You know what I mean? We're not part of some stupid caste system. You know what I mean? Okay, anyways, I just found that very interesting. Um, that here's little Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. Okay, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. How many times have we heard the word of God but not applied it to our lives? So we have the 12 disciples. We have Mary, uh, a couple other folks. Who knows how many people are sitting there? We know Martha's busy running around. Martha's trying to get everything ready. Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. And this kind of jumped out at me when I was looking at this. How many amazing Spirit-filled sermons have I been in where I've left with no different, not feeling different, not thinking different, just ready to go get my Whataburger or whatever, man. You know what I mean? In In this new year, let's not do that. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about when we're reading the Word of God and we decide, well, I'm not going to let it change my life. I'm, I don't like that. I know that's the word of God, and I know this is God saying I need to change this, but I'm going to go ahead and just turn to a part of the Bible that kind of makes me feel a little better. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is let's let the word of God change us because it is sharper than any old two-edged sword, and it does pierce us and shows us what we need to change. And we have this opportunity. Here in America, you can have a million and one Bibles, man. We don't have that problem. There's places in the world where, where it is illegal to own a Bible. There's places in the world where it's pretty much a death sentence if you are found with a Bible. 
And we can have a million and one Bibles. We can have our closets packed to the brim with Bibles. And maybe we read the Bible every single day. Maybe we make sure we go to church every other Sunday. Maybe we make sure we go to church on the, on the prayer meeting night or whatever. But are we letting the Word of God change us? Does that make sense? Okay. Look, uh, look at Luke 11 and 28. This is Jesus Christ talking. Jesus is doing the thing, and some, somebody yells out from the crowd, Hey, Jesus! Paraphrasing. Your mom sure is awesome. Blessed is the woman. And Jesus is like, hold on a second. But he said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So here we are, man. And yeah, somebody said, ouch. And, and it is ouchy, man. It's, ou it's ouch for me. It's painful for me because... I mean, I don't want to say I pride myself in reading the Word of God every single day, but I do read the Word of God pretty much every single day. But I'll be honest with you, man. Sometimes if I'm running late, and if you know me, I'm running late, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes if I'm running late or something, like seriously, I'll just kind of zip through just to say I did it. What kind of nonsense is that, man? Okay, it's getting in there a little bit. That's okay. That's a start. But what I'm saying is we get in the Word of God and we chew on it, we meditate on it. Hey, we ain't supposed to be meditating on nothing. That's all Kung Fu, ancient Middle Eastern. No, 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 no. That's different. When we meditate on the Word of God, we're filling our heart and our mind with the Word of God. And we're thinking about it. And we're chewing on it. And we're going to apply it to our life. It's not emptying yourself to become a one with a rabbit or something. And I mean no offense if you're... Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Luke 11 and verse 28, but he said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Here in America, man, we have so much access to the word of God. I mean, you can turn on the TV and there's a lot of cuckoo stuff. You know, there's a, you, you got to have that discernment when you're watching the preacher man on the TV. You know what I mean? But I'm saying we have so much access to the word of God. James 1 and verse 22 we got to be doers of the word, not just hearers, all right? And we do. We deceive ourselves, like this verse says. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Okay, it's great to sit in the house of God. It's great to, to hear the preacher man, you know, preaching the word of God. It's great to have your, your Bible time. Um, it's, 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 it's so important to us. But see, we got to apply this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like the... I'm not going to go into that. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You ever left your home after your little devotional time and, like, totally deceived yourself? Like, okay, I got my check mark for today. No, not really. You know, I mean, good for you for reading the word of God. We need to do that, but we need to apply it to our lives. So that makes sense this morning. We need to do what it says. So, okay, let's move forward. Okay, we want God to have complete access to us in this new year. We want him to be welcome in our homes in every area of our life. Amen. And we want to be doers of that word. Can I get a witness? Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. That's us. We're giving them complete access. We want to be with him. 
We want him to change us. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. We want to be that disciple and sit at his feet and heard his word. We want to hear his word and we want to obey it and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Okay, what jumps out at you right away, class? Martha was distracted, man. And she was doing a good thing. She was, listen, she was serving the Lord. She was working in the kitchen. She was doing the thing. She was like, oh, Jesus loves it when I put, you need a little bit of this. And, you know, she, I mean, imagine what a wonderful, amazing time that would be. Like, Jesus chose to dine with me at my house. He's in there teaching, and, oh, I want to be in there so bad, but I got to do all this stuff. I got to do all this stuff first. You know, and she, you know, she's like, oh, Jesus loves this. Let me make sure I do this and, and all that. What she's doing is a good thing, but what we got here is a, is a, it's a priority situation, right? We got to put first things first. I mean, guys, let's not forget. I mean, how many people did Jesus feed with five little yeast rolls or five little rolls and two little fishes? Okay. It didn't matter if Martha didn't get to the cook and they could still have a fine and awesome meal. Okay, and, and I really truly believe that, that Martha, well, we know she was trying to do a good thing. But she felt like, you know, here I am working for the Lord. Listen, here I am working for the Lord, doing this, trying to do the right thing, trying to change people's lives. And everybody else just gets the good selling Christian life. You know, everybody just gets to gather around, have fun, and, and be around and do all this. And here I am working hard, man. No, you have that same opportunity, man. We all can sit at his feet. Can I get a witness? Okay. So we want to serve the Lord. Okay. But really, the most important thing here is sitting at his feet, enjoying him. Does that make sense? You got to get strengthened. You got to get built up before you can go out and do all that stuff. Are you going to burn out? You're going to get in a bad attitude. All types of bad things are waiting for you, man, if you just go and serve, 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 serve. Because pretty much it's going to be a job, man. You know, it's just going to be, well, I got to do this. Man, and I'm so guilty of that. I, I get like that all the time. Like, if I don't do this, who's going to do this? Well, let's, let's, we got to prioritize. You need to spend that time with the Lord. You need to spend, and I'm not just talking about reading the Bible. I'm talking about hanging out with him, which is reading the Bible. You know, listening to the word of God. Prayer, petition, thanksgiving, praising him. You know, when we praise him, that, 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 that's a prayer in itself. It's giving God glory. You know, yeah, I mean, yes, singing love songs to our Lord and Savior, not singing about him. I'm guilty of that in church. You know, I'll be thinking about ten different things, and I'll be singing a song about him, which is totally true, but I won't be singing to him, you know. And we're here to give him glory, and he is so worthy of our praise. What I'm talking about we have Mary who's like, you know what? I'm going to sit at his feet. I'm going to enjoy his presence because that's where the joy is. That's where the peace is. That's where the strength is so we can go out and serve and do what we need to do. If we don't do that, we're going to get burnt out. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to throw our hands up in the air. We're going to cause some trouble. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Jesus. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him. I'm talking about his presence real fast. Look at Psalm 73 and verse 26 because this is where it's at, guys. There is, it is a wonderful feeling 
a wonderful feeling like no other to bless somebody that has no way to pay you back. When you bless somebody and you, you want nothing in return, you're doing it for the Lord. That is a wonderful feeling. Okay, but look at this. We got to be in his presence. That's where the fullness of joy is. That's what's going to give you the strength, the desire to keep going and to go to these places where you can befriend somebody or do something where no one's ever going to know about it but God. Can I get a witness? Psalm 73 and verse 26, my flesh and my heart may fail. That's true. My flesh and my heart may fail. Sometimes we get so tired and so weak and sometimes we just hurt, man. The weight of the world is crazy but we're not supposed to hold on to that stuff. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. See, church, it's so important for us to spend time with the Lord, just to sit at his feet and enjoy him. Good Christian folks, we miss out on that all the time. You know, some people, I'm convinced some of us never really know what that feels like, other than maybe that salvation experience. You know what I mean? We, we miss out on, on being in his presence and just hanging out with him because, man, we're Americans and we got to go, 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 go. I got to be here. Kids got to do soccer practice, go drama team, whatever. Well, what's important is hanging out with the Lord. Can I get a witness? My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What's your portion? That's what you want. That's what you need. And that's God. Amen. Psalm 16 and verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. See, this is why we hang out with God. This is why we hang out and we fellowship with the Lord. Okay? Because he'll tell you. You hang out with him, he'll tell you some things you like. He'll tell you some things you don't really like because the truth hurts sometimes. You know what I mean? But, okay, we got Mary. We got Martha. and and, And if we go into his presence, he'll tell you, hey, Martha, you know what? Chill out, dude. It's time to just hang out with me. We can eat later. Can I get a witness? You make known to me the path of life. He guides, leads, directs us. You make known to me the path of life in your presence. Oh, this is a good verse. It's a really, really good verse. In your your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Guys, we're getting our priorities all mixed up. We're thinking we'll feel good, we'll feel complete if we go do this for somebody and all that. And that's good stuff. We need to be about that. Okay, we want to obey the word. But the word of God doesn't just say faith without works is dead. He says, hey, I need you to hang out with me. You really need to hang out with me. You need to get that strength. You need to get that battery charged up. Can I get a witness? All right, tell the truth. Shame the devil, right? Give him some praise. Okay, so Martha, she was distracted. We get distracted. I mean, I totally get distracted all the time. There's just something about having five people encircling you all saying something that can be totally distracting you. And you're like, well, I need to do this. But you end up getting so distracted that you end up doing it wrong or not doing it at all. Happens to me all the time. We get distracted. But remember Peter? When he got distracted, when he was walking on the water, everybody do this. Everyone get up and do this. No, don't do that. <laughs> everybody pretend you're walking on the waves. Do it. Do it. No, I'm playing. Peter was walking on water, man, but he had his vision on the Lord. He, he was focused on God. You know, but when he got his vision off, when he started thinking about the wind and waves, he started drowning. Okay? We need to prioritize. What's important, man? 
He's important. Keeping our eyes on him because the newsman will put you in a bad place in your mind. And a lot of them folks are lying anyways. Y'all need to realize that if you ain't already. A lot of them folks are lying to you. But see, let God be true in every man a liar. Amen? Whatever anybody says, stack it up against the word of God and see what God says. Oh, the world's going to fall apart. Oh, well, even if the world falls apart, my God's going to be with me. He's going to take care of me. Mountains might fall into the sea. Hebrews 4 and verse 15. Check that out. She was totally distracted, but she went to the Lord, man. She went to the Lord, just like the disciples in the boat. Jesus was sleeping in the boat. What'd they do? They went to the Lord. They were freaking out, but they went to the Lord. Okay? That's what we do, church. That's This whole thing is prioritizing, putting God first. That's what we're talking about. She, she got her feathers ruffled. She was a little upset, but she took it to the Lord. She didn't go running around the neighborhood saying, oh, Mary, she ain't no good. She went to the Lord with it. She unburdened her problem at the Lord, and he can take it. He can handle it. He can, he can do what needs to be done. Because a lot of times when we pray, God doesn't just always just give you exactly what you're praying for. You know what I mean? Because sometimes that wouldn't be beneficial. A lot of times that wouldn't be beneficial. A lot of times God will change you. A lot of times, listen, God will change you. All right? He might say, no, 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 no. You don't need Mary to get up and come help you do the biscuits. Right? You need to come sit down at my feet. You need to come hang out with me. See, prayer doesn't always give you exactly what your little heart desired. But he will give you the desires of your heart. God will say, hey, you know what? Let's, I want you to have the same desires as me here. I want you to see things my way for a minute. That's the beautiful thing about hanging out with him. Amen. Can I get a witness? I don't know if that made sense. I'm going to get one of them confetti things, man. Um, one of them, have you seen this? My, kid, my kids did this on, on the New Year's. The, the, this is like a tube thing, and you twist it. And it goes, man, I wish I would have had some of those at church. When you guys start to doze off a little bit. Like, nah, anyways, anyways, tell, okay, Hebrews, plus it's just good, good wholesome fun. Hebrew, yeah. Hebrews 4 and verse 15, check it out. Talking about running to God, church. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that Jesus Christ knows what you're going through? Not only does he see it, but he knows what it feels like. You ever talk to somebody and you're just hurting, man. You're running low on soul coal. You're just hurting. And you're like, man, I, I, you tell somebody what you're going through and you're like, oh, I can tell they don't get it. I can tell they don't really get it, and I'm hurting so bad. You see, and thank God that there are those people that totally know what you're going through, and thank God that there's people that even though they don't get it, that they totally love you, and they want to be there for you, but sometimes you ain't going to find none of that. But you can always run to the Most High God. You can always run to him. You can run to Jesus Christ. We have access to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And Jesus, God, they know exactly how you feel because they've been there. They've been there. Jesus knows what it feels like to be lied about, betrayed, to be left abandoned. All his 12 best buddies ran off, man. You know, when he needed them the most. He had three cats, man, that he poured so much into. Not real cats, but cat people. I mean, not like cat people, hybrid cats that are really people. I'm talking about people, his friends, man. 
you know, Peter, James, and John that he loved so much, man. And he said, you guys just come pray with me for a little while. And, man, they kept falling asleep. He felt so alone. But there's God the Father. You know what I mean? You're never alone. You're never alone. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But he knows what it feels like to suffer, to be betrayed, to be lied about, to go through life being completely misunderstood. People want to use and abuse you. People, people just want what they can get from you. He knows what that feels like. Okay, anyways. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows what it feels like to be tempted too. But one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. Jesus completely knows how you feel. Yet without sin. Isn't that cool? He knows what it feels like to have that temptation. But, <laughs> but here's the deal with him. Church people, church folk, he never ever once gave into it, you know. And thank you, Lord, that we are washed in the blood of the Lamb. You know what I mean? That we are set free, we are forgiven. Okay, let us then with confidence. Martha had confidence. I'll give her that, right? She knew that Jesus was going to see things her way, man. She's like, hey, Jesus. This ain't cool, man. Look what Mary's doing. I'm in here trying to do the dumplings, and I can't do everything by myself. You know what I mean? All right. See, she had that confidence, and we need to have that confidence. Not that God's going to see things your way, okay? Because when we truly run to him, a lot of times we're going to see things his way, and that's what we need to see. Amen? But she had that confidence knowing this is my God. I have access to him. Amen? Can I get a witness? Give him some praise. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. That is so cool, man. That we, through our prayers, can reach God the Father. Right now, right here, man. Through Jesus Christ, through that shed blood, through our high priest, who knows how we're feeling. Man, we can talk, we can hang out with the creator of the universe. That's good news. Let us then with confidence draw nearer to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. I don't know what we're going to go through this year, but Christian people, people, I'm not saying you were raised in the church. I'm not saying you said some words when you were eight years old. I'm not saying somebody wrote something and gave you a Bible. I'm saying that you have asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You're a Christian. If you've said, I'm a sinner, I need a Savior, Jesus, I know you are the Son of God. I know you are who you say you are. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Boom, we're in the family. doesn't matter if you fell over backwards. doesn't matter if, 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 you, if you talked in tongues for two days after that. doesn't matter if you feel nothing. If you said it and meant it, God meant it too. Amen? So we have access, man. We're in that family. And I don't think that we always take advantage of that. I know I do not. I know I do not. <laughs> We're wrapping things up, guys. I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. See, even that, there's a sweetness in that. You know, Martha, Martha. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. Yeah, you got that right, Jesus. I need you to tell my sister to get up and help. 
These mashed potatoes ain't going to mash all on their own unless you want to do a little something. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Is that you? Is that you? Is that because sometimes I get like that, man. I just get overwhelmed. But that's when we got to run to that throne room, man. There's joy, there's peace, there's strength, there's direction in his presence. We do want to serve. We do need to serve. But, man, we need to get his heart. We need to get that strength and that guidance. Can I get a witness? Okay. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part. But one thing is needed. See, both of these things that are going on are important. We just got to kind of, we got them in, in, in uh, we got to prioritize. We got to put first things first, right? But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Isn't that good? See, when we run to the Lord, sometimes he'll complete, if we really run to him and say, God, I need you. I, he, he, will, he will give us his perspective, which is a lot better than yours, on what's going on. And say, no, you know what? Here you go, cat daddy. You're being a little too prideful right now or whatever, or fill in the blank. You know? And the truth hurts sometimes, but the truth is still the truth. And so God tells us, hey, you need to deal with this. You know? Martha, I love you, baby, but you got it all backwards. You got it all wrong. You need to sit down beside her. I can take care of dinner later. Okay, let's read Philippians 4 and verse 6. And she was, man, she was worried about a bunch of stuff. And here we are in 2021. Some of us are fighting for our lives. Some of us are fighting for our wives. Some of us are fighting with knives. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. You see, God does. And so we give our burdens to him. Philippians 4 and verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. Huh? Do not be anxious about anything. Not even this one really big thing like this COVID-19 thing. That, that's, Well, no, no. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You got this problem, this thing freaking you out? We're so fearful about the future, you know. And right now we have this wonderful little window where, like, we can be optimistic. I got the fresh start. I got the fresh start. You want to do that? I got the fresh start. We, got this, we can be optimistic. Like, oh, hopefully it ain't going to be like that year. Man, it could be a million times more crazier than last year. But see, I'm going to give my burdens to the Lord, right? See what happens here? Do not be anxious about everything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let's be thankful. He's a faithful God. He's been there for you in the past. Okay? Supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Being made known to God, doesn't God already know everything? Yeah, he does. He does. He totally does. He, he's saying, you know what, church fella, Christian guy? Listen to yourself. Say, God, this is no longer my problem. I give it to you. Let yourself hear that, that you're making this known to God. God totally knows about it, but you're going to get peace by handing it over to him. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is that true? It's, it's totally true, man. Look, you know, when everybody was freaking out, 
you know, oh, last year about, well, we can't find a hand sanitizer and we got to have hand sanitizer. You know, can't find a toilet paper and we got to, what are we going to do? Hey, man, give it to God, right? You could tell the difference between the people that were trusting in God, even when things look really scary, the people that were trusting in God versus the people that were good Christian folk but just could not give it to God, man. You know, let God be true. And every man a liar. Can I get a witness? Give him some praise. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a wonderful promise. God says, you give me this burden, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap my arms around you. I'm going to protect you. Okay? And if something comes through, buddy, it's going to be because you left a window open or I've allowed it for your maturity. All right? Psalm 84 and verse 10, we got to run to God, man. We really, really, really got to run to God. Okay, so wrapping up things here, um, we got to give God access to every single little part of our lives, man. You know what I mean? Not just pick and choose. We like to pick and choose. I like to pick and choose. You know what I mean? No, we need to follow the word of God. We need to do what it says. Amen? And not say, well, I don't think God really meant. Well, no, he probably did mean what he said, right? For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. That is so true, man. I've, I've done the whole worldly thing. I know most of you guys have. Um, I'm not saying it was fun. There were some fun times. The Bible says, you know, it's, it's joyful for a season. And that's true. But that's how them hooks get in your jaw. That's how them tentacles wrap around you. That's how you get addicted. You know? That's, 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 that's definitely, definitely a possibility. But God restores. God rebuilds. For a day in your courts, one day in your courts. Let's talk about temple worship right here. Okay? We don't have to go to a geographical location to be in God's presence. We, we, that could be our bathroom. That can be your bedroom. That can be your car. Because, see, the Holy Spirit dwells in the heart of every single believer. Okay? And he wants to hang out with us. But, see, here's what the psalmist is saying. Say, give me one day with God, and that is way more than a thousand doing whatever the cool kids are doing. That's nothing compared to that one day with God. Just give me one day. You know what I mean? Because that's where the joy is. That's where the peace is. And for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Psalmist is saying, man, I'd rather just hold the door. I'd hold, just let me barely get into that temple. Let me just barely feel his presence. It's 10 gazillion times better than being out there in the world, man. Because one leads to life. One leads to strength. One is a trap. It's a trap. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. See, that's what Mary had this thing figured out. Little Mary had this thing figured out. This is where I want to be, man. I want to be in the Lord's presence. I want to soak up his word, and I want to follow his word. Uh, you know. So, guys, I just want to encourage us, man. Who knows what's going to happen next week? Who knows what's going to happen this year or five years down the road? Well, God does. And we're his kids. And as long as we stay in his presence, we can, we can handle anything. You know? 
And I'm being serious, man. I'm not trying to give you some stupid coach pep talk. Let's go out there and blah, blah, blah. No, dude. I'm talking about when we hang out with God, things happen in us, man. There's something about his presence, man, that, that gives us peace. We can be nutty like everybody else. We can be freaking out like everybody else and not get the job done or not get the job done right. But how about having peace? How about having joy? Well, that comes out. That comes by hanging out with him, giving him access. You know what I mean? Listening to that word, being obedient. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more and may God bless you.